0: I Love Old Time Radio produced a new show every Monday through Friday, each day with a different theme, Monday's Crime Does Not Pay on the Shadow. This episode originally aired on December 5th, 1943, and it's called The Bubbling Death. <laughs>
1: Once again, your neighborhood Blue Coal Dealer brings you the thrilling adventures of The Shadow. The hard and relentless fight of one man against the forces of evil. These dramatizations are designed to demonstrate forcibly to old and young alike that crime does not pay. The Shadow, mysterious character who aids the forces of law and order... Is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. Several years ago in the Orient, Cranston learned a strange and mysterious secret the hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Today's drama Bubbling Jet.
2: George. George, wake up quick. What's
1: the matter? Somebody's in the garden. Oh. Who'd we'll
2: be down there this time of night? Not oh, so sorry, sorry. The mist is coming up. Like <sighs> your brother.
1: Bob? Are you sure? Oh no. All right. Bob, all
2: right.
1: Bob. Bob. Helen, he's walking toward the cauldron. Oh, no,
2: nothing. not Tell him nothing.
1: Bob, come back. Come back. Come back. <laughs> are
2: you? <gasps> and that, Mr. Cranston, is the last we ever saw of my brother-in-law. By the time my husband got out to the cauldron, Bob had disappeared into that hideous sea of mud. My... Oh, how awful. You were a friend of Bob's, Mr. Cranston. There's no one else I can change to. The tragedy husband, is of my husband's mind. He's got to help me, Mr. Chancellor. I've got to know what terrible secret is wiping out for Legrand.
1: I'll do my best, Mrs. Legrand. There were three brothers, weren't there?
2: Yes. The oldest brother, Jonathan, went the same way a few months ago. Walked into the cauldron in the middle of the night.
1: Were you and your husband there at the time?
2: No. My husband's an engineer. We were in South America with our little boy, Tom. When we got Bob's cable, we heard back home. Where is your home, Mrs. Dan? In the bayou country of Louisiana. When we got there, we found Bob blooming in press. Couldn't get a word out of him since week. Both Jonathan and Bob were sent to moved in. George is the same way.
1: This cauldron you spoke about, exactly what is it?
2: It's an old lie taken the wood's back of the The Fire has eaten away the soil around it. full of mud to climb now. Bath underneath it. Whole thing boils and bubbles all Tommy threw a ball out on a Once little dog tried to set it and the mud, swallowed it. Swallow it. Oh, that's horrible. Cauldron's got Jonathan and Bob now. to will be my husband's ten next to Tommy. Oh, Mr. Cranston, you've got to come down to the estate and find out what's making the LeGrand's worse to Well,
3: there
1: it is, Margot. The LeGrand ancestral estate. Dismal looking, isn't it?
2: That is You look at that house, you know? Like a veil covering.
1: That's the mist, Margo. It comes up out of the swamps.
2: Those windows look like eyes staring.
1: Yes, and that crack down the middle of the masonry doesn't look too reassuring.
2: It's like something out of coal. Here's the gate. Mm-hmm. That gate could certainly use a little oil. Oh, what's to check, it? Said, Margo? Don't worry, I will. Yeah.
1: Yes, I'm Lamont Cranston. Missus Lane, Mrs. LeGrand is expecting us. Yes, come in. My name is Keith. I'm the caretaker. Mrs. LeGrand told me to show you to your rooms. I'll take your things. Thank, Thank you. Right like this way to the living room. Even
2: going in here.
1: Caretaker, yeah, Margot, do I... you remember? What, No, oh, Nothing, Margot.
2: Oh, my look. Hmm?
1: Look
2: at that painting over the fireplace. Why, she's lovely. Probably
1: family ancestor. Well, she is beautiful. Is she uh, admiring the picture?
2: Yes, who is she?
1: That's Florette Legrand, the first owner of this house. You wouldn't think to look at her that she was a murderer.
2: A murderer? You mean that beautiful girl actually killed somebody? Oh, I could
1: tell you things about this family... If they're better left unsaid. The contrary, chief would like very much to hear them. Well, Floretta Grand was a singer in the days when this state still belonged to France. Oh, she was wild, undisciplined. She lured half a dozen men to their deaths in this house. What happened to her? Law finally caught up with her. She died in the gallows. That's
2: an amazing story.
1: Her descendants have lived in this house over 200 years and there's been violent death in these rooms in every generation. It's her curse on the house of Legrand that's taken poor Mr. Bob and Mr. Jonathan. Now, what do you mean by that? It's her evil spirit that's lured them to their death. Come
2: on. Come on. I'm in here, Marco. living room. Oh, I wish
1: you wouldn't leave me alone in this place. I'm oh, sorry, Margo. It's outside having a look at the cauldron.
2: Did you find anything out there?
1: Go over here by the window, Margo. I want to show you something.
2: what is
1: it, Mom? I'll just pull back these grates. I'll look over there over that light here.
2: I don't see anything with a lot of mist. Keep looking. Why, that's strange, thing? The mist seems to be taking sheep.
1: Yes, Margo. Vague, unreal shapes
2: it a moving headless body.
1: illusion caused by the fog that hangs over the little swamp.
2: I've never seen a fog like this before, Lenore. That haze out there looks like a crawling evil. I almost get the feeling that it's alive.
3: It is alive. You shouldn't have opened those days. This house is immortal. Oh, we're terribly sorry. I
1: don't believe we've met you.
3: I'm Melinda, the house. Mrs. The Grand said to tell you she and the doctor will be down. Thank you, Lisa. Hello. Hello. Hello?
2: I'm Margot Lee, and this is Mr. Krenn.
1: Hello, son.
2: You must be Tommy The Grand. Uh-huh. Mummy told me you were funny. Do you know any games?
3: Well, I know a few. See, that'll be well. Miranda won't let me play with a pretty lady anymore. We had such fun together. The me made a funny music if you had bells on me? That'll do, Tommy. Run along upstairs. I do. I want to stay down here. After bedtime, come along. Don't touch me. What, Tommy?
1: Melissa. Oh,
3: she never lets me have any fun. I hate her. I hate her. Oh.
1: Tommy, oughtn't go up into tantrums like that.
3: Nothing a Lebron does would surprise me. Who is this pretty lady Tommy was talking to? Oh, you... You mustn't pay any attention to the child. Sometimes he talks about things that don't exist.
1: Melinda, well, did Jonathan and Barbara Grant ever talk about things that didn't exist?
3: I'm not one to speak ill of the dead. But if you will excuse me, I'll get on the pilot. She's a strange woman. I have kept
2: this no. all Mr. long, yes. Miss Lane. This is Doctor Hamley. He's been attending my husband. How do you do?
1: How do you do? Doctor, do you mind if I ask you a few questions about George? That is, if you don't mind, Mrs. LeGrand. Of course not. Well, this ailment George is suffering from, mightn't it be just shock brought on by the loss of his two brothers? It's more than shock, Mr. Cranston. A man seems to be constantly listening to something, looking toward the door as though you were expecting something to happen.
2: That's what's so horrible. If only we knew what it was. If only we could get George to tell us.
1: Well, I'm afraid it will be a long time before your husband will be able to tell us anything, Mrs. LeGrand. He's either seen or heard something that has left a terrific impression on him. Whatever it is, he's frozen him into a silence in which I can't move him. One more question, Doctor. This thing that's affecting him, would you say he was afraid of it? No. The same part about it, Mr. Francis. He doesn't show any symptoms of fear, only a terrific anxiety, as if he couldn't wait to see or hear this thing again. Evening, what are you doing walking around the halls at this hour, Margaret?
2: Well, I kept seeing behind those heavy glass drapes in my room. just spend the night curled up on this hall sofa, fully dressed and wide awake.
1: I don't blame you, Margaret. This place isn't exactly conducive to sleep. Oh. I've just been reading a book I found downstairs in the library, a history of the Grand family,
2: Margaret. Hmm. Must have been interesting reading. If what Keith told us about Florence the Grand is he...
1: Keith didn't exaggerate a bit. House is a heritage of death. Violent death. I guess. Remember
2: something? When I've seen a before? It's be hard to forget a face, It's more like a skull with eyes. You know? Has it ever proved to be that Jonathan and Robert the man might have committed suicide?
1: Yes, suicide would fit in with the brother's gloomy temperament. Only one thing wrong with that theory. Really. What? You know, drowning in mud isn't one of the accepted methods of suicide.
2: Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm going to see it.
1: kind of rising from the floor. In front of George What can do? away. I'm going to find out what that thing is. I'm coming with you. Step it on his steps, Mother. Here we are. Yes, I don't over
2: there anything. There's that
1: high-trick. Oh, my God. There's something
2: in the room. out of the way like that, Annette. Oh,
3: yes, Oh, my it
2: was awful. on my face. It's We heard a noise and came down to this
1: here. Oh, you heard it too, eh? This swishing sound like the rustling of a woman's skirt and the tinkle of a charm. Yes,
2: yes, those were the sound, you know.
1: You say you've heard those sounds before? Yes, it's her, it's floretical LeGrand. what makes you so certain? He walks these halls at night seeking revenge. Revenge? For what? It was her own brother, the Duke Arnie Legrand, who convicted her. She won't stay dead till she's taken the last of the Legrands with her. It's a curse. Yes, it's
2: a curse. <laughs> Do you believe in ghosts, Lamar?
1: I don't know, Martha.
2: But Lamont, you hearing?
1: What kind of material would make a swishing sound like the one we heard?
2: What? it, I guess.
1: Take a good look at that painting, Martha. That one of Florette LeGrand. An excellent job. You can even see the grain of the cloth in her gown.
2: Oh, Lord. It's flash Black
1: caffeta. Yes, Margot. And that ornament on her wrist is a charm bracelet.
2: Lamont, I don't mind telling you this place gives me the creep. What's well, the matter now, Margot? The picture over the fireplace, this, this living room. Even the furniture seems to be hiding from
1: I know, Margot. we've got to stick it out. Two members of the family have walked to their death in the cauldron. Until we find out what has got them out there, George LeGrand, his wife and child, are in danger of being murdered, too. Then you're certain it was murder? Yes, Margot. cunning, diabolic murder. Oh, it's this?
2: Just... Ghost business has got me on edge.
1: The thing we saw in the hall last night wasn't a ghost. Stop Five Mark? There's a storm coming up. I'd better fasten the shutters. Oh, there's bad things brewing. I've seen many things in this house, heard things. Why do you stay on if you don't like it here? Well, they gave me a home. There's little enough I can do to stay on when all the other servants have left. What about Melinda? She's still here? It's one of the reasons I stayed. I wouldn't curse her alone in the house with Mrs. Legrand and the boys. Oh, hef.
2: Hef. Hef. Hef.
1: What's the matter, Mr. Legrand?
2: It's George. He's out there walking towards you at heaven. No. mouth. He's going by the car, and you've got to stop him. Now, Mr. Legrand,
1: Mark. What's going on? To... Oh, on, oh, be careful. There he goes. The way his brothers went oh. out into the dark. It's your evil spirit that drows them. Come the shadow. Out here, are this footprint, right up at the edge of the cordon. I'm afraid we're too late. No one could have saved him. He was doomed to go. How deep is this, is It has no bottom. I've tried filling it's it in. The murder spots were left open like this. Why wasn't it fenced off? I tried that too, but the storms around here have ruled the fence. Well, we can't do anything out here. Let's go back to the house. A nasty job telling to the telegrams. I'd better close the storm doors around back.
2: Where are the monkeys? Well, my husband, Lizzie. You have to put yourself
1: together, Mrs. Legrand. George. I'm afraid we were too late.
2: Oh, George. George. I came to his room to say goodnight. The door was wide open. He was gone. Oh, Mr. Cranston, what horrible thing has taken them
1: all? My suspicions are correct, Mrs. LeGrand. I can promise you, we'll know before this match is over. <laughs> Don't worry.
2: Come on, there goes the light. Oh, Mr. Cranston, I'm afraid. Some
1: candles, Legrand Has the matches here? Margot. Margot, where are you? Put your candles on the mantelpiece. Oh wait, oh, I've got them. There, yeah, that's the fa- Margot. Margot disappeared. We've uh, made a circuit of the house, not a trace of Margo. We must find her.
2: A... Oh, I'm afraid I've drawn both of you into terrible danger, Mr. Cranston.
1: Margo must be somewhere in this house. Mr. LeGrand, do you know of any secret panels in this room? Oh,
2: no, maybe Keith would. I wonder where he is.
1: So do I. I've over the entire house and haven't seen the sign of either him or Melinda. Someone's
2: coming. Look, there's a candle glow on the stairs. do a sound. Margo, are you all right, Margo? There's something.
1: There it is What's the matter with I don't know. She's she's picking up the letter opener.
2: I've got to find Helen McGrath. Margo, put that down. Margo, listen to me. Give me that letter opener. Oh, Oh, Lamont. Oh, I'm scared my
1: head. Margo, can you tell us what happened? I
2: can't remember. Lamont, I was standing by the fireplace and the lights went out. Someone grabbed me.
1: Do you know who it was?
2: Oh, I know. I had a mad impulse to stab Helen Lebrand.
1: Yes, Margo. You're a victim of post hypnotic suggestion.
2: Oh, Margo. I almost committed murder.
1: But not quite. We'll beat this thing, whatever it is. tonight. Oh. Somebody in this house has been on wholesale murder, Margo, and there's no ghost.
2: What do you mean? I didn't
1: want to tell you until Mrs. LeGrand went up to her room. When Keith and I went out of the cauldron, I noticed another pair of footprints beside George's. Tiny footprints like those made by a woman's slipper. Woman's slipper? I don't understand. I found something else. It wasn't the storm that put out the light? How do you know? While we were looking for you, I noticed the fuse box in the hall was ajar. One of the fuses had been removed. Come on, do you think Keith couldn't see Keith, Keith, if I could only remember. Keith? Fitness. I've got it. I know where I've seen him before. Look, Margo, go on upstairs, stay in your room and lock the door. Well, what
2: are you going to do, Margo? I think
1: it's about time the Shadow took a hand in this game. I've got a hunch that old caretaker isn't the superstitious fool he seems. Is
3: that you, Keith? Yes, why did you ask me to meet you out here? I was afraid to talk in the house with those two meddlers around. They have
1: nothing to fear from them. I'm
3: not... Miss Lane has been questioning me. Ah. What was that?
1: It's nothing. You're just nervous. I'm
3: sure I heard someone. Sounded like a footstep.
1: No, no one's here. Let's get on with it. What do you want?
3: An understanding, Chief.
1: I've already told you there's nothing to share until we get rid of the whole family. It's
3: taking too long. There's only Mrs. Legrand and the child left.
1: Well, Mrs. Legrand should be dead by now. Murdered by Miss Lane
3: <laughs> Oh, that's good That's rich Only Ella Grand could plan things so cleverly Now, now what about the child?
1: You'll have to wait I'm
3: tired of waiting Something may go wrong
1: i spoil everything? Remember, Melinda, I've got a better claim on this estate than you And if I wanted to be uncharitable, I needn't give you anything You
3: wouldn't dare, I'd go to the police
1: Oh no, you wouldn't You're what the law calls a partner in crime, Melinda. They'd find you just as
3: guilty as I. Maybe you're thinking of getting rid of me, too. But remember, Keith, I'm not a Legrand. Your ghost can't lure me into the cauldron. My mother was a servant in this house for 30 years. They promised her a share of the estate for her royalty, and she never got it. But I want it, and I'll have it. Do you hear? I'll have this house, or no one will.
1: Wait. What? Who's there? Papa. What are you doing out here?
2: Tommy. Poor little Tommy. I tiptoed into his room. Walking ever so gently. He's the last of the Legrands, isn't he, Papa? Soon there'll be none left. Then I can have the house. You promised it would be mine again.
1: Fool, what have you done?
2: Only what you told me, Papa. Papa, I... Call to Tommy. He's coming out here. Oh, no,
1: not tonight, you idiot.
2: He must go. He's the last of them. He's coming to play a game with me. Back to the house.
1: That won't be necessary, He. Who spoke? It's the Shadow. <laughs> where Where are you? Standing right in front of you. I, I can't see you. I've clouded your mind. What well, do you want here? I'm here to make you confess your crimes. You murdered the Legrand brothers. You can't prove they were murdered. There are no bodies. Yes, that was clever of you, Keith. Cauldron leaves little evidence. They were murdered, all right. You ordered that death by that mad woman over there.
3: <laughs> oh, I'm Florette Legrand. This house is mine. All mine. Why, you fool.
1: Now you see, the shadow knows the truth. Years ago, you toured the country with a carnival giving exhibitions of hypnosis. Tonight you kidnapped Miss Lane, gave her the post-hypnotic suggestion to murder Mrs. Legrand. Is that true? That mad girl is your daughter. You persuaded her that she's the notorious Florette Legrand, that she has the power to lead men to her graves. She's the one who lured the Legrand brothers to the cauldron. You have no proof? Oh, yes, I have. I overheard your little talk with Merlinda. What? That footstep? That was you. Yes. You knew all the brothers were sensitive, moody. You kept feeding their morbid imaginations with your ghost story. And you let your mad daughter loose. She bore an amazing resemblance to Floretta LeGrand's picture. That and the mist down here did the rest. They'd have followed her anywhere. All right, yes, Shadow, it was my plan. I a LeGrand, too. My brother cheated me out of this estate so that his son could inherit it. They didn't know that I was their uncle. And I knew things about this house that they never knew. Secret doors, a hidden room where I concealed my lovely mad daughter. And with her help, I got rid of my nephew. You committed your ass crime heat. I'm going to turn you over to the police. You'll have to catch me first. I know every inch of this land, Shadow. It's treacherous land. You wouldn't dare follow me through these swamps. No, but I'm going to stop you. <laughs> uh, I'll put your arms behind you.
2: What? You uh, won't get me so easily.
1: Boris,
2: uh, <laughs> Yes, Papa. He's got my arms. I'm going to force him back towards the
3: corner! You push him in. Anyone but you. He's back of me, you fool. He's got my arm. There. <laughs> ah. I've got him at the edge of the corridor. Now, push him in. I said stop.
1: That solved the mystery of the Legrand ghost. Mm, so it was Keith's daughter. Yes. The costume and veil she wore belonged to the first floor at Legrand. They were family heirlooms. Keith and Melinda were in the scheme together. Now Melinda's in jail where she belongs.
2: Lamont, you never did tell me what happened out of the cauldron.
1: Well, that was a narrow escape. Keith almost succeeded in pushing the shadow into the cauldron. His daughter tried to help him, but naturally she couldn't see the shadow. She and Keith tangled. He fell back into the cauldron pulled her in.
2: Oh, how horrible.
1: No more horrible than the crimes they committed.
2: Oh, um, by the way, Lamont, here's a little folder I thought you might be interested in.
1: Hmm? Visit the historic bio country where old world charm and romance make for restful vacationing.
2: Mm. Oh, Margaret. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The Shadow program is based on a story copyrighted by Street and Smith Publications. The characters, names, places, and plot are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. Again next week, The Shadow will demonstrate that
2: the weed of crime
1: bears bitter fruit. Crime does not pay. The Shadow knows. <laughs> Next week, same time, same station, your friendly blue coal dealer brings you another strange and thrilling adventure in the shadows, daring battle against the forces of evil. Be sure to listen. This is Ken Roberts saying, keep the home fires burning with blue coal. This story produced by the BMW Coal Company, distributors of blue coal. This program came to you from New York. This is mutual.
0: You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. What a spooky ghost story that actually had no ghost in it at all. Also, almost a fatal fall for the shadow. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so with a one-time donation or join our Patreon page at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Tomorrow we'll be playing a new episode of Our Miss Brooks and join us back next Monday for some more with The Shadow. For I iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off.